following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Smartdown Boulevard. Welcome to Smartdown Boulevard. We are a pair of smarks that love to talk wrestling, but not watch it on a regular basis. My name is Jose Solorzano, and with me is my co-host and friend, Jermaine Meredith. How's it going? I'm doing fantastic, man. How's it going? I'm good, man. You know, I'm just ready for the weekend because I feel it's going to be newsworthy in terms of wrestling, of course. This Saturday is Slammiversary, and even though I am overly critical of Impact Wrestling, I do feel some future Endeavor WWE superstars will show up. Don't you think? Anything's possible. I don't know why some of the future Endeavor WWE superstars would head over to Impact. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> I've, yeah. I've heard stories of them not paying their wrestlers. Oh, my God. And as of recently, I heard that they might be shutting down, but who knows? Who knows? That's why. That's why, man. There'll be rumors. You got to watch Slammiversary. I'm definitely going to be checking it out. And also, the horror show at Extreme Rules is this Sunday. But more on that later on the show, because today is a special show. Because it is the return of fan favorite, Michelle, my lady. How's it going? It's going good. I just got my teeth clean, so I'm all sparkly clean, so that's nice. And now I'm here. <laughs> all right, that's great. Well, you know what? The first time we had you on, we said, you know, let's just invite her over, see how she does, um, just to get your perspective as a non-wrestling fan, because you still do consider yourself a non-wrestling fan, right? Yeah, of course. Okay, <laughs> okay well. Also because you popped the rating. And, and yeah, <laughs> you, you, because of you... And because a lot of our Smart fans out there have said, oh, have Michelle back on, have Michelle back on. You're here today, and we thank you for that. So, Well, you know what, Jose? And to all the fans out there, <laughs> if you guys keep pushing our uh, show here, uh-huh. the show here, uh-huh. I will personally get a photo off with you. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you're doing conventions already? Like, what's going on? Oh, my God. You know what? Two shows. No, one show. She hasn't even done this show yet, but one show she already has a big head. Oh, Oh my God. No, but for real, thank you for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Uh, and, you know, so for today's show, since it's Women's Evolution Week on the WWE's digital and social channels, we thought we would discuss certain topics associated with women's wrestling in the WWE. Plus, Michelle is here, of course, and she'll be giving us a non wrestling fan female opinion on the topic. The stars aligned just for us here on SmartDown Boulevard. Can I ask one quick question? I'm sorry. Going uh, back to the horror show, Extreme Rules, is yeah. that like a horror event? Is it, or is it just scary because they're like pulling out hammers? and stuff or is there actual like i don't know chucky dolls coming out of the wall you know what that's a legit question and i know jermaine also has his questions about this extreme rules titled horror show and i promise that before exactly so before the show lets out i promise i'll explain it to the both of you is that fair that's fair all right and as always (laughs) and as always connect with us and follow us on our instagram page at smartdown boulevard that's at smartdown B-L-V-D. B-L-V-D, everybody. That's right. We'll be right back after this short message. You're listening to Smartdown Boulevard. The days of bra and panty matches, mud fights, bikini and wet t-shirt contests in the middle of the ring while Jerry the King Lawler got off are long gone. Also, a greater importance on looks rather than pure wrestling ability is long gone as well. Women in the WWE aren't just valets anymore, or divas for that matter. They are athletes. They have come a long way. Five years ago, the women's evolution commenced. And there are arguments as to what really started this evolution. Some say it was AJ Lee's pipe bomb in August of 2013. Others say it was Paige, the anti-diva, beating AJ Lee on Raw on her debut for the Divas belt. 
or the Bellas defeating Paige and Emma in February of 2015 in 30 seconds that had fans on Twitter trending with the hashtag Give Divas a Chance. But WWE has gone and said it was when the four horsewomen debuted. Charlotte, Bailey, Becky Lynch, and Sasha Banks in July of 2015. From then, we had the first ever Iron Women match, Hell in a Cell, Royal Rumble, War Game, Mae Young Classic. They main evented WrestleMania 35. And of course, don't forget the all-female pay-per-view called Evolution in October of 2018. Well, there have been several and significant advances in the world of women's wrestling in the WWE. They often take two steps forward and three steps backwards. Jermaine, do you agree with that? I agree 100%. And when it comes to when the women's evolution started, out of the four examples that you gave, I would say that for me, it was probably AJ's pipe bomb-esque promo, Mm -hmm. or it would be the four horsewomen debut because, yo... When those women started wrestling, they put on some serious matches. Oh, and like you said, from them, we got the first ever last women's standings match and women's oh. Hell in a Cell match. Yeah. All of that stuff. So, yeah, I would have to go with those two for sure. One thing that people forget is that all of this started because the women's division in NXT was a whole lot better than the women's division in the main roster. So you yeah. even have Triple H saying that Vince McMahon came up to him and said, listen, I need four of your women from NXT, those being the four horsewomen, and they need to come to the main roster because we need some help here. And then Triple H just like, wow, like, give me some time. Like, I'll give you them, but just give me some time. But they were doing great things with the women's division in there. And, I mean, I'm, I'm going to give it to NXT. I mean, that was the whole genesis for me as to when this whole women's evolution started. Sure, the pipe yeah. bomb was a great way of bringing things up to light, but NXT did have a big role in that. And of course, like I said, they've done all these several and significant advances, Jermaine, Michelle. But <laughs> Michelle and I were watching the smart, uh, the SmackDown karaoke battle. To me, things like that are you go so far with this division and then you just take three steps backwards with a thing called SmackDown karaoke battle. What was the main point of it? That's the thing. Are They're, they trying to promote their stingers? Because they couldn't sing half the time. <laughs> They're not singers. That's the problem. They're They're wrestlers. Rasslers? They're women wrestlers. Oh, man. Yes. It's kind of disappointing. I mean, do you really want to see... I'd rather see them wrestle. Whether you agree if Dana Brooke or Tamina or Lacey Evans or Naomi, whether you agree whether they're great wrestlers or not, you rather see them wrestle than do a karaoke contest. Like, what is that? This is an SNL. This is not a This is not a variety show. Didn't Naomi say something as well? Pretty much, we're giving this we're we're giving this crap by creative, and we have to make sweet crap with it. I guess you know what the women should do. Then they should all go on strike because that was just bull. <laughs> that was like they took a hit to their own career. You know what I mean? Like it's their career went down a notch yeah. after that. Well, that's the thing. It's just like how do they utilize talents, Jermaine? They Lacey Evans, Dana Brooke, Tamina, Naomi. Naomi's to me one of the greatest ones out of those four. And first of all, why have them sing? Why utilize them this way? I'm pretty sure they'd rather wrestle than put on a karaoke show. Honestly, yeah. I I think Lacey Evans is a great wrestler, and she should not be in the ring singing. She's put on some great matches, Lacey versus Charlotte, and other other feuds that she's been in in the past. And she can she knows how to perform so to just have her they they had her on a rise so to speak with her battling some of the uh, the top women in the division and then to just have her go out there and just sing a song man come on (laughs) she's better than that put on a tag team match yes that's what I was gonna say where's Teddy Long when you need him to just come out and be like yeah this is a tag team match tag team match player yeah 
Oh, man. Again, the Undertaker. Yeah, exactly. Like, why make it a nice short tag team match? Tell a little story, seven to eight minutes long. You can do that, especially on a TV show. I do not want to see karaoke. And by the way, why is one of the Usos hosting it? First and foremost, because Naomi's husband. No, that wasn't Naomi's husband. See, you're confused. See, a non wrestling fan. Would be confused, and Michelle was confused, you see, and she knows that because she watches uh, Total, Total Divas. Divas and Total Bellas. But my point is, like, there's no need for, for segments like that. And if you want to see women's wrestling continue to be on this path of dominance, you don't want segments like karaoke. SmackDown karaoke battle. Like, what the hell is that? But this yeah. brings another question that I have for you, Jermaine. It's like, and Michelle for that matter, because Michelle's been... Like, well, hello. Yeah, I, I haven't forgotten about you. I'm sorry. <laughs> How they utilize talents is also a problem. Because you have people like Shayna Baszler. Last time we saw her, before she came back on Monday night, was when she did that promo backstage, pretty much criticizing Becky Lynch for getting pregnant. You know, Jim Cornette a la rant. And then she just disappears. That was almost a month ago. And then she just comes back randomly on Monday Night Raw. You have Asuka and Carrie Sane, great talents. A little bit over the top. They are kind of entertaining, but it's just like, can't you give them a mouthpiece so they can kind of flourish more and the division have have somebody talk for them because clearly they you know they haven't mastered the english language so the way they utilize these talents is also a problem and doesn't let the divas division sorry excuse me the women's division in wwe advance what other things like kind of aggravate you on the way they utilize talents because is it just me or is it just maybe i'm being too critical here Nah, i don't think you're being too critical at all because Shayna Baszler, UFC background, for her, for them, for the company not to capitalize on that is a huge misstep. If she was booked properly, they could have, Shayna Baszler could have been main eventing uh, the pay-per-views. She could have been the Brock Lesnar of the women's division. But what do they do? Yeah. They have her disappear pretty much shortly after WrestleMania. Yeah. Her match against Becky Lynch didn't do anything at all for her. No, it didn't. And, the booking for her up to that point wasn't that great either. So she just kind of fell by the wayside. And now we're supposed to believe that she's a threat after weeks of not seeing her on Raw. Yeah. Everyone's forgotten about her by now. That's exactly you it. Know? So you know? she's not going to be she's not going to be that interesting anymore and her stock is way down so they're going to have to build her up again from scratch. Yeah. And if they're smart they use her UFC background. Absolutely. threat. They would. And you know, another thing that I have, she's a great talent and everything, but I mean, her voice is just, she's too soft-spoken. So again, throw her with uh, with a mouthpiece. Give her a mouthpiece. Give her somebody, like a manager or someone to kind of be her friend. Give her Naomi. Yeah, give her somebody who can talk <laughs> on the mic. <laughs> Even a Lacey, who cared? Dana Brooke, Tamina. I mean, or, or give, give her somebody who can talk for her and then she'll do her business in the ring, really. Becky Lynch as well, Jermaine. She was on a hot run there. And, of course, life is life. Seth got to screw it up. Yeah. <laughs> Seth is always sending wrestlers off to the sidelines. But What do you mean sending off? What did he do last time? Jermaine. <laughs> he did somebody else? No. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know. We're saying that Seth Rollins has had a history of um, injuring and putting wrestlers on the oh. sidelines. A la John Cena breaking yeah. his nose. Pretty much retiring Ooh, Sting with that, that buckle crazy. bomb. You know, that was a sad... Ending thing. his career. Ending his career, let's, let's be honest, yeah. But how do they keep 
Becky Lynch relevant? Or do they even need to keep her relevant? Michelle, Becky Lynch, what do you think? I think with Becky Lynch, she can do whatever she really wants to do. Like you said, she was one of the top female wrestlers and she had that title for so long. And because life happens, like she can still she can still move forward with this position. You know what I mean? Like it's a new role in her life. But like look at Nikki um Nikki and Brie Bella. They're both pregnant. They're both still one of the greatest wrestlers in my opinion. Sorry, Jermaine. Oh my god. But I think they've come a long way. And more Nikki than Brie, but um, I think that if they can do it, why can't she? The Bella Twins have come out with a hair product. They've come out with a clothing line. They've come out with their own book. They've endorsed themselves. You know what I mean? They've promoted themselves so well. And why can't Becky Lynch do that? If you're telling me she wants to calm down and she wants to have a per- like a, her own family time, then by all means, girl, you do you. Other girls are supporting other girls. Other women are supporting other women. We should be on top of that. And by you guys thinking like how to keep them relevant, what if they don't want to keep them? What if they don't want to be relevant anymore? Let them do themselves. Let them do you. Do you, boo. All right, all right. Yeah, you know what? She's right. I mean, who who are we to say that she has to keep herself relevant, Jermaine, really? I mean, are we being selfish in that sense that we wanted her streak to continue as one of the top uh, women in the division? Well, you know what? For me, she was getting a bit too much mm. by the end of it. So I, yeah, I, I think this little break is good. It could be, it could do some good, but by the looks of things, it sounded like her, her speech on Raw was kind of like a farewell type of speech right because she doesn't know what's gonna happen after the baby comes right so yeah all the best to them you know the one thing it is you're right now she's gonna be on the sidelines also charlotte flair is gonna go do take care of some personal issues that she has with her body and she just got engaged recently to andrade so congratulations to her but this also makes room yeah yeah, exactly. So, I mean, this also makes room for other talent on the roster. And I really want to see Carrie Sane be successful on the main roster. I know she had a rough patch there with Nia Jax, who just, my God, just unsafe worker to the to the utmost degree. Like I was saying, Carrie Sane, I want to see her succeed. I enjoy her work. I really do. I enjoy Carrie Sane. I know, Michelle, you're up on somebody I else. I love Io Shirai. There you go. Women see. who are listening to this podcast right now, I'm telling you, YouTube, <laughs> Google, do whatever you got to do. Research this woman. The amount of stuff that she puts her body through to get to land these moves, the amount of training that she does. Sorry. Sorry. The amount of training that she does to get through these moves is ridiculous. Right. She's literally jumping off of houses. Yeah. Well, she refer- <laughs> Michelle's referring to uh, NXT's In Your House when she won the... She was in your house. Yeah, she, she was really was. She was in your was. living room. She was in your bedroom. She was everywhere in that house. <laughs> She beat Charlotte for the NXT title. That was a great match, and Michelle really enjoyed it. I've never seen a woman do that. Mm. I've seen them jump off the top rope, which is cool, yippee, woohoo. But, I mean, I've never seen them jump off the top of a house. Right, right. Well, I mean, yeah, it's a set nonetheless. but It's still big. It was impressive, yeah. and it caught your attention as a non-wrestling fan. As a non-wrestling fan, there like, I want to go jump off a house. Absolutely. Yo, honestly, and Jermaine, who, who, are you, who do you like right now? I'm always interested to hear who you like. I love... Charlotte, but yeah. I know she's on a break. But yeah, Charlotte has been pushed to the moon for a reason because she's great. She is a performer. She knows how to sell. She knows how to get people over, and she is championship material. Her Ooh. her moon salts, yeah, her moon salts. Just the way she carries herself in the ring, you forget that she's Ric Flair's daughter because now she's her own person. 
Yeah. Wow. She doesn't need to be connected to Ric Flair anymore, right. even though he's Dang. legendary and whatnot, right? Yeah. But, yeah, man. In my opinion, the best woman wrestler in all companies today. Wow. That's a. And I'll stand by that. Wow. I know you will. I know you will. Don't worry. Better than Ayo, Becky Lynch. Ayo Shirai will Becky take that Lynch. any day. And He'll I, take that. She'll take that from he, her. And he, you know what? Here, to make peace between you and Michelle saying Ayo Shirai is the best, you're saying uh, Charlotte is the best. Think about this. Charlotte put over Ayo Shirai in NXT to give her the NXT championship. Mm-hmm. That match was what it was because it was those two great talents going at it. So that's what I like to see, yeah. too. Can I also just add one thing? I'm sorry. Of course you when can. Did, Go when ahead. When did Charlotte Flair come out? Like, how long has she been out on the scene for? Well, I mean, she's been on the main roster for five years, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she was in NXT. I mean, don't quote me on this. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure she's been in NXT. She was in NXT for at least two to three years, I, pre- I presume, Jermaine. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're definitely going to get fat checked. But um, yeah. this is just being thrown our way. But definitely on the main roster for five years because she is one of the one of the four horsewomen. So okay. uh, and let's not forget as much as. You don't like Sasha Banks and Bailey and what they're doing right now on TV, Michelle. They're like a bully gang. Like I, I get that. They're what are they villains? Yeah. They're heist. They're heels. Oh, all the way off yeah. heist. <laughs> um, but but here's the thing: as much as you don't like them, they are showing up to all three shows. But now they're overacting. Now they're like they're not doing any justice by it. They're he, showing up. To but the here's shows. my argument to you: oh. they're doing their job. They're being annoying bullies, and they're annoying you, and you're frustrated. Because they're not doing it right. They're doing it right, because no. you're aggravated. I'm aggravated, because it has to be the sh- I can't swear on the show, everybody, so it's, it's uh, <laughs> So, a little bit of, a little bit of fact-checking. Charlotte did debut in NXT in 2013. There you go. Okay. Two years, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so she was in G, yeah, main roster 2015. There you go. See? I'm not that off, guys. See, there. this is why we're Paris Marks that know what the hell we're talking about, okay? Michelle, yeah. as you were saying. They're there. They're doing their... They're being the villains. They're doing their thing. That's cool. But when they start kind of going above and beyond the bullying thing, like, it's not... Like, to be a bully is one thing. To be overacting a bully role because you're not a bully is another thing. So you just They're compensating don't... for something. Like, so it's not genuine to you? No. Like, I, I understand. I understand. It has to be... It's not, it's not supposed to be 100% genuine, but... Um, I just think that they could have done it a lot better. Sasha Banks, like with her, like I love, like she's a beautiful girl, like she's gorgeous. Um, but like it's too much of like hair toss, hair toss, hair toss. Look at me, like, yeah. No, what are you doing? They're playing characters, and I understand where you're coming from, but I think they're doing their job. I think they're showing up to all three shows: Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and they're putting on great performances. And just um, say what you want about them, but I think I think they're doing their job quite well, right, Jermaine? Meh. Yeah, I agree. And also, I know we touched a bit of uh, Oscar and Io Shirai and Carrie Yeah, yes, and how they need to, somebody to talk to them. You know what? I got the perfect solution. What's that, sir? We should do. We should do what WWE did back in the Attitude Era. Have some dub for them, like they did with Kai and Ty. Oh my God! Can you? Re- oh, what is that? <laughs> Michelle, I'll show you this later. I'll show you that later. But yo, that's hey, that's unique. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing: they have to Dude, carefully they have to carefully do that though to not make them be a joke, right? I mean, it has to be kind of because I mean, why not though? As much as I like Funaki and Takamishinoku, <laughs> it just became <laughs> it just became ludicrous after a while, you know. But that's an interesting idea. Indeed, <laughs> indeed, it is. There's one interesting point I want to bring up, and Michelle kind of mentioned it earlier about her saying that the Bella Twins were one of the greatest to ever do it in the WWE. And excuse me for snickering because I know where this is going. 
they were just well, they weren't inducted in the Hall of Fame yet, but they are to be inducted to the WWE Hall of Fame. A lot of debate here. Do they deserve it? Jermaine, I'll let you have the floor first. For them, a Hall of Fame induction is way too soon. I think they weren't gone from the business enough to be really appreciated. I know a lot of people credit them for the women's movement in WWE, but quite frankly, I don't think that a lot of people wanted to see them wrestle back then. I can imagine just going to the bathroom whenever the matches came on because it was just boring to me, right? A lot of the arenas were emptying as soon as those guys came out and had their matches. I, I don't think that they belong in the Hall of Fame too soon. I'm so soon, especially top billing, you know. And I think give it another 10, 15 years. Quite frankly, I don't think that they've had a lot of legendary moments. Michelle? A legendary I, I know moment. A legendary <laughs> moment. Do you not remember what Nikki did when she got proposed to by John Cena in that <laughs> rink? That's a legendary moment right there. <laughs> after all of that, they got they broke it off. And that was one of those moments where Nikki was like, I know my worth. And that is what the Bellas Michelle, do for wrestling. Michelle, I know <laughs> that you knew John Cena was going to propose to Nikki well before that happened. I did not. I swear I did not. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, man. That's not legendary. That's just sad <laughs> for John Cena's legacy. Here's the thing. Look, Michelle, I mean, you don't really do a good job in saying why they deserve to be in the Hall of Fame, aside from a stupid moment at WrestleMania. Like <laughs> They have endorsed WWE for so long. They have booted WWE's kind of, I want—I don't want to say like television-wise, but like the, on E, like the, what they have done. Okay. Creating a book, ex- talking about their experience, promoting it from beginning to end, and just telling their story and telling them how, what WWE did for them. That's a plus. Let, let me put it this way, and I think this is where I can wrap it up for the both of you, okay? I understand what you're saying, Michelle. They were the pioneers in this whole reality era of the women's division in WWE with the Divas, Total Divas, and now Total Bellas, I believe the show. Total Bellas. Okay, in that sense, all right? The Twin Magic, interesting when it first started. I think even you can agree to that, Jermaine, right? Um, Yeah, it was interesting. Okay, so there you go. Yeah, and then, you know, I mean... As a hater or lover, Nikki Bella, two-time WWE Divas champion. She holds the record for the longest reign with that title. Um, She was ranked number one in Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Female 50 in November of 2015. Diva of the Year. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, they do have these accolades and all this stuff, but I think it's a bit too soon for them to go in now. And I think that maybe, and this is where it kind of hurts them, they don't deserve to go in because they're just too connected backstage um, in terms of John Laurinaitis, John Cena. Daniel Bryan. It might be nepotism at its highest form, and I think that's where a lot of people have problems. Of course, those who understand the backstage politics, I don't think Michelle really understands. I get get where you're coming from. I'm not trying to say that I don't, but I also feel that they have done a lot for the industry and for women, and I think that they deserve it. And also, before we go, quick, one thing, guys, one thing. What can they do to improve the division? What's one idea that you would give Vincent Kenny McMahon, Bruce Prichard, Stephanie McMahon, uh, Triple H, what can you what would you tell them to improve the women's division of WWE? Jermaine, I'll give you the first. Uh... No, 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 no. You're going to give me the first one because. Okay. Because I'm sorry. I'm Ladies first. Okay. Ladies first. Go ahead. I Go. think what they can do is start crossovers. A lot more crossovers with NXT and the WWE or Raw or whatever they call it. Because those are, I think, would be the main one, I would say. Okay, that can work. Yeah, I think that would be like my number one thing. No, that'll be number two. My number one thing would be all women shows. They did that whole pay-per-view one time however many years ago. Bring that back and make it yearly. That's it. I don't know if I can top Michelle's suggestion. (laughs) Yeah, I know. But uh, I think 
to improve the women's division. I think you just got to make their matches more important, feuds more important, and the belts in their divisions more important. So the men's division with storyline and writing for their belts and their championships, the same thing should be done with the women to make it mean something. Absolutely. So yes. whether that be feuds or whatever it takes to have them, to have people paying their money to see these women defend their belts or to see them wrestle. You got to invest more into them, believe in them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I agree. My my suggestion would be doing an all-women show. You have the Cruiserweights, they have their own show. 205 Live, NXT, the Developmental has their own show. I would like an all-women show weekly on the WWE Network just to highlight them. That's I think that would be great for them, and I think that would allow a lot more screen time for them and a lot more stories to be developed, a la what Jermaine was saying, and also on along the lines of what uh, our special guest here was saying, Michelle. I already said that. All-women shows. Women are the future. This is SmackDown Boulevard! Remember, you can listen to us on Anchor.fm online or on their app that you can download for free. We're also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. For the full list, for more content, and to connect with us, find us on Instagram at Smartdown Boulevard. That's at Smartdown BLVD to keep the conversation going. And now you can also listen to us on our YouTube channel. It is nothing fancy, believe me, but it's another step in taking over the world. Comment, subscribe, hit the bell notification, and like us on YouTube. Just search Smartdown, hit that space button, BLVD. It's that easy. And Jermaine... Next week, we'll be giving our Smart fans a two-for-one special once again. What do you think about that? I'm excited for that, man, because I know we got a lot to talk about. We do. We have a lot to talk about. There's a lot of topics that we do want to cover for future episodes here on SmartDown Boulevard. But coming to you this Monday, we will review the horror show at Extreme Rules because I feel it is something that we will have a lot to say about, and it's either going to be really good or it's going to be really bad. And, Michelle, you're going to be watching it with me, okay? That's is our it going to involve women? Uh, as of right now, there's two women's ma- two women matches on the card. So yes. you're telling me there's uh, <laughs> two women's matches? How many men matches? Uh, four, right now, as of today. I don't know what's going to happen is on SmackDown. Is Shirai on there? No, this is not a this is not an NXT pay per view. They should have done that. Sorry. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Quite disappointed. Me. But Jermaine. Let me tell you this, man. I know you're not too familiar with it because, again, you really live up to our tagline. You know, we don't really watch wrestling on a regular basis. I think I'm the one who watches wrestling. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I think <laughs> I watch wrestling more on a regular basis. But I know you'll do your homework for Monday and watch the pay-per-view. Yeah. But, I mean, notable matches here. Drew McIntyre versus Dolph Ziggler for the WWE Championship in a to-be-determined match. I'm hearing speculation that it's going to be a tables, ladders, and chairs match, which those are always interesting to me. Braun Strowman versus Bray Wyatt in a Wyatt Swamp fight, which is going to be one of those cinematic things. Again, either hit or miss, Jermaine. I don't know how you feel about those matches. The last Bray Wyatt cinematic match was at WrestleMania with Cena. I did not enjoy that. Horrible. Exactly. Thank you very much. You mean they, they're putting him in, in a swamp and telling him to fight? Yes. Are there alligators? It's like WWE goes Hollywood. What in the world? Exactly. Isn't it interesting? Don't you want to watch this? For a swamp fight? Don't you want to watch this pay-per-view? Absolutely it sounds interesting. not. Okay, well, you're still watching it with me. Oh, uh, Apollo Crews uh, <laughs> versus MVP for the, for the WWE. I'm interested United. in that. that that's going to be an interesting one, and I can't wait to see that belt again. That belt looks amazing. And also, the yeah. one that I'm the most interested in, Rey Mysterio versus Seth Rollins in an eye-for-an-eye match. Michelle, get ready for this. Jermaine. Rey Mysterio, oh, man. Like, but, listen, watch <laughs> but listen, the match can only be won when one competitor extracts an eye 
off of their opponent. Don't lie. Yeah. Yeah. How is that even oh my possible? Goodness. Exactly. Ew. Extract an eye. Yes, an eye for an eye. So do you understand why I want to watch this? Because it's either going to be the worst thing you've ever watched, worse than that Disney saga trilogy that we got, or it's going to be the best thing ever. You know what they're going to do, right? I don't. Ray Mysterio's mask. Ray Mysterio's mask. They're gonna put a fake eyeball in there, and then they're gonna have what's his name, Seth Rollins, just go and pull it out of the mask. <laughs> I, I don't guarantee know. you. I don't know. I, I want to know. Guarantee you. I want to know what happens. I'm gonna be definitely watching, and that's what I'm telling you. Two for one next week, guys. Here on Smart Down Boulevard. Monday, you'll be getting our review of the horror show at Extreme Rules, and of course, we'll also be giving you a Friday show. Uh, with a fresh, engaging topic, Jermaine. And you can always depend on your fellow Smarks to deliver. Michelle, thank you once again for joining us. I'll do my best. I'm just letting everybody know right <laughs> now. If you're going to make me sit there and watch this dang show that's coming up on on uh, Sunday. Sunday, then I get to put my two cents in next week. So you want to join us on Monday as well? Depending on how I feel, I'll probably pop in, say hi, hello, see what you guys are up to, make some smoothies. All right, so there's another there's another reason. Michelle might have a cameo or she might actually join us for the Monday review of yes. the horror show. There you go. Always something to look forward to, Jermaine. Jermaine, are you cool with that? I'm totally cool with that because, like you said earlier, she pops the ratings. So. Yeah, yeah. Pops ratings and someone's eyes are going to be popped out too uh, on Sunday. We'll see who that's going to be. <laughs> Uh, Jermaine, my friend, it's always a pleasure doing these shows with you. Thank you very much, man, and I look forward to the Monday show with you. Yeah, man, I'm looking forward to review the horror show at Extreme Rose, whatever that means, but yeah. it's going to be interesting. <laughs> it will be. And Michelle, I hand it over to you, my dear. Once again, everybody, thank you for tuning in. You're listening to Smartdown Boulevard. That's Smartdown BLVD. And until next time, Smarks, tuck your chin in. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,